Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Hello everyone, Pastor Bob and the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Good to have you with us. What is the date today? We've got uh, January 17th, 2021. All kinds of people texting me tonight already. I'll tell you who I am first if you're a brand new listener. Pastor Bob Simons, the pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church, 501 Elks Drive, Dickinson, North Dakota. We are broadcasting live on a AM radio station, the greatest AM radio station in Dickinson, KDIX, and uh, also being picked up tonight by Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2 and KDIX.net, their website. So we are broadcasting locally here on our AM radio station, and we are also uh, broadcasting internationally on the Internet. And we have all kinds of people listening tonight. You can text me and let me know you're listening, 701-290-7862. Let me see, who was the very first text I got? And they cheated because they really texted a long time ago. This was, um, let me see, wow, let's see, who was that? Brother, oh, I'm, I can't even find it, it was so long ago here. The, um, oh, anyway, we've got, I'll, let me, t- t- rest of you that are listening tonight, we've got Brother Johnson listening tonight uh, from Mesa, Arizona. Is that right? Are you in Mesa? I'm going to be down there here in about a week. We've got Carl and Jeannie listening in Michigan tonight. Um, the, we've got, or at least Carl said he is, we've got the Millers listening in Golvin, North Dakota, uh, brother Jones listening in, um, the Minneapolis area and, uh, praying for me tonight. And boy, I don't know how to tell him how much I appreciate that. We've got, um, appreciate you praying for me. Nathaniel is listening I, up in, uh, wow, look at all these texts coming in. I don't even know if I can keep up with them. Uh, wow. We're going to have like a lot of people listening tonight. I hope I can do a good show. Nathaniel Burling is listening up in Park River, North Dakota. This is uh, we've got uh, Marin and um, and 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 Yvonne listening in Bowman tonight. Sydney is listening. We've got her listening. We've got uh, uh, Timothy uh, Andre listening tonight. The Schulers are listening up in Grafton. Timothy's in Dickinson. We've got um, the Willis families tuned in, and I guess. Uh, the uh, boys love the show, so I'm glad that they're listening. Henry and Harrison, those are some, I guess Cecilia doesn't like the show, but the boys love the show. The mayor of Leffer, North Dakota, is listening, and he's uh, he's got he's tuned in on the 12.30 a.m. Does 12.30 a.m. get all the way down to Leffer? That's pretty cool. we got the Lees listening in um, Dickinson, and we've got Tim listening in North Carolina tonight. He just texted me, so just a lot of different people listening. And let's see, who was my first text? I'm just looking back here. Um, let's see. He, oh, Brother Griffith texted me this afternoon, which is a long time ago, and said that he will be listening. So he wins the prize for the very 
first text tonight. Oh, a whole bunch of more are listening. We've got Miranda listening tonight, just a lot of different people. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Again, this is Pastor Bob Simons, pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, North Dakota. Our next service is, uh, we're having a special service this week. Normally we have Sundays and Wednesdays. This week we have Sunday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And Tuesday night we have a man named Joseph Conroy speaking at our Tuesday night service. He spoke today at our Sunday morning service. Very interesting speaker, very unique person, and uh, you want to come. Uh, what a Bible storyteller that Brother Conroy is. He's, he is a, a Bible. He will keep you on the edge of your seat just telling Bible stories. And that's not all he does, but he's, he's a preacher. But he, he really is just a, if any of you know Brother Conroy, uh, he is a uh, quite the Bible story teacher. And, um, and so we're really happy to have him with us here and he'll be with us Tuesday night at 7:30 uh Wednesday night at 7:30 it will be yours truly I believe pastor Bob Simons and then Thursday night in Bowman brother Conroy will be coming down there and we'll be having a special service there on Thursday night so any of you up towards the northwest area of the state Steve Waldron is going to be preaching up there Wednesday through Sunday at our Williston church and um, we'd, you would love to hear him. Brother Steve Waldron is going to be up there. I'm planning, Lord willing, to go up there Friday night and Saturday to listen to that. So listen to him preach. So anyway, those are some upcoming things. And uh, we're just glad to uh, to have these special speakers here in our area. We've got uh, tonight, I want to just bring a simple topic across and uh, something I believe in with all my heart. And I just want, want to... Uh, just give you some encouragement today. Uh, the title of this is that God believes in lost causes. He believes in lost causes. First Timothy chapter one and verses 12 through 16. And I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who hath enabled me for that. He counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry who was before a blasphemer, a persecutor, injurious, But I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant with faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Howbeit for this cause I obtained mercy that in me first Jesus Christ might show forth all longsuffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. The Apostle Paul was the writer of this, and here again, many of you know this, but many of you may be listening in the Dickinson area do not know this. But the reason that God came in the form of a man can be found in in verse 15. It says, Jesus Christ came in the world, into the world, to save sinners. He came into the world to save sinners. That's what Jesus came for. That's the reason he stepped into this world. That's the reason his church exists. That's the reason. That's the reason for the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Jesus Christ 
came into the world to save sinners. The only prerequisite for being saved is you got to be a sinner. That's it. And the good news, I guess, if you could look at it this way, is all of us are, have been in that position. All of us needed saving, every single one of us. Jesus said in Luke chapter 19 and verses 9 and 10, he was talking about Zacchaeus. Jesus said unto Zacchaeus, he said, This day, verse Luke 19 and 9, This day salvation has come to this house, for as much he also is the son of Abraham. And then in verse 10, Jesus said, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. And so, if you want to know what the Christian church is all about, if you want to know what the reason that we exist, if you want to know why uh, we, here in Dickinson, you know, we, we started out meeting in a motel called the Ivanhoe Inn many, many years ago. Uh, we're talking about, wow, 30, 33 years ago now? We started meeting in the basement of the Ivanhoe Inn, which is not even the Ivanhoe Inn anymore. It's the biggest uh, hotel in Dickinson, but it's not used as that anymore. We drove up every week uh, back then on Wednesday nights, started holding services at 730, had a small group of people coming. We eventually moved into the Hospitality Inn, which I believe now is the Ramada Inn, and that uh, we baptized people there right in the swimming pool. And we used two of the banquet rooms there, and we had a Sunday school room and our worship service. And then we moved to our next location at 105 7th Avenue West, right downtown in Dickinson, a beautiful church we bought from the Nazarene Church that would seat, uh, well, it would seat about 120, but we would squeeze sometimes 180 in there. And it was pretty packed out. It really was. I was nervous if the fire marshal would have showed up at that time, but maybe he would have got the Holy Ghost and left us alone. But the and then we moved from there to our current location, which is the we bought the entire top portion of the Elks building right on Interstate 94, 501 Elks Drive. And that church, we turned that into a church, and it will seat about 500 people. The reason for all that was not so Pastor Bob could get rich, not so Pastor Bob could be famous, Pastor Bob doesn't even draw a dollar uh, income from that church. I, I, When I moved to town to start the church, I started a business called Simon's Homes, and it did really well for itself, so I've just never had the need. There's nothing wrong with pastors drawing an income from the church, but I just never have. And the only reason that we moved to town and the only reason for the existence of our church is this. Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. That's the only reason. Uh, we're we're looking for you. The only reason for this radio broadcast we're not we we're not asking for a dollar. Uh, we're not asking for anything, except we want to tell you that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. He came into the world for the drunkards. He came into the world for the drug addicts. He came into the world for the homosexuals. He came into the world for the adulterers. He came into the world for every type of sinner there is, including. Those that are so proud they don't even know they're sinners. He came into the world for them also. And so we have a God that believes in lost causes. You know, this um I'm gonna I'm gonna read some of my texts here, but I'm getting a little sidetracked. 
I did bring my guitar in the studio, but that's what we're talking about tonight. We're going to zero in on First Timothy one twelve through sixteen, and uh, there isn't anybody too bad out there that the Lord can't save. And we're going to get into that right after this song, where Paul said he was the worst of all sinners, just to prove that God could save anybody. Such a pretty picture, soften it up and make it light. They don't paint the cross of scripture, they just can't seem to get it back. There he hung in agony, giving himself for you and me. On a cross alone he died, shedding blood, the Shedding blood, the crucified And the blood was spent, the pain was real I can't imagine how it must feel To be nailed to a cross, such an unfair deal Blood was spent, and the pain was real Blood was spent, and the pain was real You and me Hanging on that cruel tree It was us who caused the shame We're the ones we're to pay But he came and took our place For the load of sin's disgrace Bound by sin to Calvary's tree Shed his blood Set us free, shed his blood to set us free. When the blood was red, the pain was real. I can't imagine how it must feel to be nailed to a cross, such an unfair deal. Blood was red, and the pain was real. Blood was red, and the pain was real. Sending into hell, he set the captives free. By the power of his spirit, he rose again and won the victory. Such a pretty picture Soften it up and make it light They don't paint the cross of scripture They just can't seem to get it right The blood was red, the pain was real I can't imagine how it must feel To be nailed to a cross, such an unfair deal Blood was red and the pain was real. Blood was red and the pain was real. 
course, the reason that Jesus can save anybody is he went to the cross and paid the price. And so it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you've been. He can save you. Now, Paul, hey, Pastor Bob is back. Tell it like it is radio show. Thank you for all the communication tonight. We've got the uh, Elder Tylers listening down in Louisiana somewhere. Let's see who else. Sister Brett, Brett's listening up in in uh, Kildare. We've got uh, the Stoners listening tonight from their home. Abe, Colton, and Sierra are listening tonight. Omadi and Eliana are listening. So it wasn't just Timothy. Good. Hope Eliana likes the show tonight. Um, we're talking about he believes in lost causes. He can save, Jesus can save anybody. There's nobody that's too bad that he can't save, and there's nobody too good that doesn't need to be saved. The Apostle Paul, who was writing this, claimed in 1 Timothy 1.15 to be the greatest sinner, the biggest sinner, the chief sinner of, of, of ever. Nobody had been a bigger sinner than he had. I, I suppose the Apostle Paul said that because before he was the Apostle Paul, he was having Christians arrested, possibly tortured and killed, because he felt like they were a false uh, religion, that they were perverting the Jewish religion. And Paul was a Jew, and he felt like the Christians were perverting the Jewish religion, so he was having them arrested. And his, Of course, his, his conversion is quite a spectacular story that um, is definitely worth reading in the book of Acts. But he, um, Acts chapter 9 will kind of tell you Paul's conversion. But Paul claimed to be the chief sinner. And the reason he said that God saved him, in verse 16 he said, Howbeit for this cause I obtained mercy. The reason God saved Paul was that he could be an example to everybody who seems like a lost cause. Paul was the most unlikely candidate to be saved. He, he was. He was, the, he was the most unlikely candidate for salvation. If I can read this out of the New Living Translation, um, 1 Timothy 1 and 16, it says, But God had mercy on me so that Christ Jesus could use me as a prime example of his great patience with even the worst sinners. Then others will realize that they too can believe in him and receive eternal life. When I look out at the crowd of the people that attend the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, there are many unlikely candidates there to be changed, to be born again. But let's never stop believing that God can save anybody. Let's never quit believing that. In my ministry, I've seen people that were ex-felons, ex-drug addicts, ex-alcoholics, ex-porn addicts, ex-homosexuals that have become fine members of the New Life Pentecostal Church over different periods of my ministry. Um, Liars. Thieves. 
adulterers, immoral people, sexually immoral people that have become members of the New Life Pentecostal Church. If there are churches in town that don't want you because of what you've done, I want you to know that we do want you. Because Jesus believes in lost causes, and so do we. Don't don't shoot yourself. Don't don't put a gun to your head. Don't don't inject yourself with an overdose. Don't don't um, start your car in the garage and suffocate yourself to death, thinking that you're a lost cause. One of the things that's so interesting about doing live radio is I have no idea who I'm talking to right now. I could be talking to somebody that's thinking about these things. Don't think this way. Don't, because he believes in lost causes. He can give beauty for ashes. He can make something beautiful out of your wife, out of your life, I should say. You know, (laughs) well, I got mixed up there. My wife is beautiful. This you know, I'm telling you, the day that I quit believing this is the day I quit being a pastor. The day I quit believing that God can change people is the day I quit doing this. You know, uh, we have had a jail ministry in Dickinson for many, many years, and now, because of this COVID thing, that the uh, sheriff's department won't let us go to the jail. So for just about a year now, we haven't been back to the county jail, which I'm really sad about. And I'm hoping they'll let us go back soon. If anybody, if uh, Corey Lee or anybody's listening, you know, whatever strings you can pull to get us back into the jail, uh, we love going there. Uh, A man named Tim and I go there. And uh, I've been going to that jail for, you know, over, what, 20 years now? And, um, And we just love going there. But many times up at the jail, I say some some things that seem very harsh. But I'll say something like this. I've said this over the years many, many times at the jail. Of course, that that crowd moves and changes a lot. But I'll say things like, if I didn't believe God could change people, I'd never come up here and hang out with you losers. And I've had people get mad at me when I say that. Who are you calling a loser, preacher? But you know what? That's why you're in jail. Unless you're there, you know, maybe you're an innocent person that got accused falsely, and that does happen. But I have seen very unlikely candidates to be changed. In fact, one of them just texted me. He said he's an ex-felon here, um, and he's uh, and he, he was in my jail ministry. That's where I met him. That's where I met this man named Carl. He's not living in this state anymore, but he's listening tonight. See, I believe in lost causes because Jesus believes in lost causes. Paul said he was a lost cause, and God saved him as an example that he can save anybody. You know, I'm not going to give up on you, and God's not going to give up on you. And as I just said, the day I quit believing that God can change people, that's the day that the New Life Pentecostal Church needs to elect somebody else as the pastor. Our church here in Dickinson is the church of get up again, this time it's going to work. That's what we believe. It doesn't matter if you failed 15 times. Get up again, this time it's going to work. 
This is the church of the lost causes. It's the church of the second and third and fourth and fifth chances. This is the church of welcome home, prodigal son. If you're a backslider listening to me, we want you back. One of the cool things about moving to Dickinson is I got to make up the name for the church. We moved to the Dickinson, I believe, in 1988 or 89. I always get that mixed up. In August. And we named the church the New Life Pentecostal Church. Now, we were actually holding services before we moved here. We used to travel from Bismarck, as I mentioned. But the reason we named it New Life Pentecostal Church is because we believe that God can give you new life. We believe that the blood of Jesus can wash away your sins and you can start out brand new and fresh. That's what we believe. That's what I believe. You know, um, Paul said this in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 9, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? And then he names a whole list of people. He said, Don't be deceived, neither fornicators. Now, these are people just that are practicing general, general sexual sin, sex outside of marriage or idolaters, people that worship anything else but God, nor adulterers, this is a specific type of fornication, uh, nor effeminate, which is a type, and or in the next verse, nor abusers of themselves with mankind. This is talking about, these two verses are talking about homosexuality in, in a couple different forms. And says, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Another version says people that do these things aren't going to heaven. And then Paul said in verse 11, and, and such were some of you. In other words, some of the people that went to the church in Corinth used to be fornicators and adulterers and idolaters and homosexuals and, and thieves and drunks and covetousness and revilers and extortioners, you know, revilers, bad-tempered people, uh, extortioners, that's a terrible thing. He said, and some of you people used to be like that. But he said, but you are washed, you are sanctified, and you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. The words 17 times, the words know ye not are found in the Scripture, and they suggest something that you should know this, or or it's common knowledge, or everybody knows this. Like Paul was saying, don't you know that people that live like this and act like this aren't going to heaven? Don't you know that? And he named all this big list of sinful activity. And in Galatians chapter 5, there was a similar list that Paul made and mentioned, very similar to this list in 1 Corinthians 6. And then, in, in fact, in first in Galatians chapter 5, Paul even added the words and such like. So if you find yourself not on the list in Galatians, you got on the list because there's other things that are like that. But out of every background, out of every lost condition, has come a people that have made up the church. Uh, he has not called us out of the world so we can keep living that way. He has called us out to be changed. And it's all because he paid the price for us. You see, you don't have to become good to come to God. You, when you come to God and are truly sorry for your sins, 
and you truly repent of your sins, being truly sorry of your sins, you're going to have to change your mind about your sinful activity. Like, it's not like I want to do it anymore. It's not, I don't want to do it anymore. I'm sorry. When you're sorry, you'll change. And when you come to God in repentance, he's going to show you that your next step will be to be baptized in the name of Jesus in water. In fact, we've got a place in our church to baptize people. The word baptize means to immerse. Some of you good Catholics and Lutherans here in Dickinson, you've never been baptized. Because the word baptism itself means to immerse. And I'm not making that up. In fact, you can look in the in the uh, history of the Catholic Church and find out that all early Christians were immersed. The, the practice of sprinkling babies didn't start for hundreds of years after the early church. And it was nothing that was ever um, ordained by the early church. And so after you repent of your sins, and you're truly sorry for your sins, you're baptized in the name of Jesus for the washing away of those sins. Baptism is a very important part of our salvation. And then the Bible says we can receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You see, and at that point, you become a child of God. You become born again like Jesus said in John chapter 3, where he said you must be born of the water, that's baptism, and be born of the Spirit, which is the Holy Spirit baptism. And at that point, you're born again. You're a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And it doesn't make any difference who you were before then. I'm reaching for somebody tonight, and maybe several somebodies tonight, that think you've committed the unpardonable, unpardonable sin, and you don't think God wants you, you don't think the church wants you, you don't think Pastor Bob wants you. If you knew how bad I was, Pastor Bob, you wouldn't want me in your church. You have no idea who's in our church. Now, our church, they've cleaned up pretty well. I mean, when you come to our church, you're going to see a lot of nice people, a lot of men with nice haircuts and maybe some suits and ties and and uh, you're going to see a lot of nice ladies that really look nice in their long skirts and, and modest apparel. And you're going to think, oh, these people are just always been a bunch of goody two-shoes. And some of them always have. And I'm, I'm, <laughs> I wished I would have been. I wished I would have known about this truth when I was a little baby. Save myself a lot of heartache. But I'm going to tell you, that's not everybody in our church. There are people in our church that come to our church that used to be violent. They used to be drug addicts. They used to be liars. And we've got room for one more. We've got room for several more. If there's somebody that's hopeless out there and the devil's been telling you you're too bad for God to want you, that's a lie. Let me, let me read it to you again. Paul said that Jesus Christ came in the world to save sinners, and he said, I'm the worst one that ever lived. And the reason he saved me is so that everybody would know that he could save anybody. Any people out there listening tonight that were saved by the grace of Jesus, text me tonight, 701-290-7862. I know there's one of them, Brother Jones is listening. He was an angry young man. Guilty as charged, I 
Bob, thank you for all the texts. People are texting me tonight. Testimonies of being saved. And Becky texted about how one year ago, or two years ago, on one twelve of 19, she received the baptism of the Holy Ghost up in Williston. We've got Doug texting me that he took a drug habit, a 20-year-old drug habit off of him and led him to baptism in Jesus' name and filled him with the Holy Ghost. And, uh, and he said he took my habit because I couldn't grab it. <laughs> He's always rhyming stuff. Uh, Carl, I mentioned earlier, ex-felon, that uh, that got a hold of God in, in a jail ministry where we got a chance to meet him many years ago. He asked us to pray for his wife, Jeannie. She's having a surgery on Tuesday. Lord Jesus, we ask you to touch Jeannie. We ask you to heal this shoulder that she's having a surgery on. We just pray. Today, in the name of Jesus. 
If you're listening to me tonight in Dickinson, North Dakota, I'm going to tell you this. It is extremely slippery out there. I mean, really, I mean, more so than normal. Very, very slick out there. You're going to have to really, really be careful. And I would imagine it's probably going to be like that in the morning, too. I don't know if this is area-wide, but I know right in Dickinson, North Dakota, it's extremely slippery. So on the way here, I was slipping around getting to the studio tonight, and I've got my little Pontiac is very sure-footed, and it was very slick. And so I just wanted you to be aware of that. We're talking about how he believes in lost causes. Text me tonight, too. I appreciate these texts. 701-290-7862. If you're just tuning in outside of the area on one of the other ways you can listen to us, you're listening to a live program on um, tonight on Holy Ghost Radio or KDIX.net. Of course, we're live on the AM station. These these shows are podcasted, but Pastor Bob has gotten lazy about downloading the last several programs. So, And you know what? I, I don't think I'm going to be able to do it tonight either. Maybe. Maybe I can. I'll, I'll see if I have time, but I can upload some more of the... I've got about seven of them that need to be uploaded to Holy Ghost Radio. But just about wherever you can you listen to podcasts, you can find... You, I think you look up... Pastor Bob Simons under podcasts. I think that's how you find it. Or you can go to Holy Ghost Radio, and you go under their podcasts, and there's a slug of them, Brother Durant. And Brother Durant's trying to get me to get a new picture taken. There's a picture of me on Holy Ghost Radio holding a guitar, but he wants he wants one that makes me more handsome looking. So maybe I'll have to wear some sunglasses or try to look cool or something or get my hair slicked back a little bit or something. I'm not sure. I know he believes in lost causes, the songwriter said, because he believed in me. And uh, I was one of those people that that uh, seemed like I had the world by the tail. I know that one of the girls I went to high school with, who um, a, her name was Patty Walters at the time, she said that of all the people in school, she didn't think that I would ever want to be saved. She had no idea what was going on inside of me. You know, it seemed like I had everything going for me. I was I was uh, dating a beautiful girl. I had just won the uh, you know I had won the Class A wrestling championship in my weight class. You know, I was the state champion. I had a free ride to college because of it. Um, you know, I mean, I would imagine people thought I was, you know, on top of the world. I I um, had a drove a really nice sporty car and convertible, several different ones, and um, you know, I I. Um, you know, just this long-haired, vain kid that, you know, thought he was kind of the world or the sun rose and set on him. But on the inside, I was empty. And it came about, it came true when I started to realize that I was addicted to drugs. And where it really came true was when I tried to quit, and I realized I couldn't. That was a miserable day in my life. That day, I'll, I remember it still. It's been many, many years ago. But I remember when one of my best friends checked himself into a drug treatment center. When he checked himself in, I thought, I'm going to quit using drugs. So when he gets out, he'll have a friend that doesn't use drugs. I made it for three days. And those were a miserable three days. And finally, I started again. And that's when I realized I was a lost cause. But when I came in contact with some Pentecostal people, that believed in the new birth experience. 
And it's a long story. I don't think I'll tell it tonight. I don't think I have time. But through a series of events, God led me to come to a place of repentance. First of all, to come to a place of belief. And then come to a place of repentance. Then I was baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of my sins. And a period of time went by and I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit evidenced by speaking in other tongues. Not the gift of tongues, but speaking in tongues as a evidence of receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit. Just like they did in Acts chapter 2, just like they did in Acts chapter 10, just like they did in Acts chapter 19 um, in, in the Scripture, as Paul talked about in 1 Corinthians. And God can do the same thing for you. God has called people out of every background and every condition to make up his church. And he's looking for you. Ephesians 2, chapter 12, and verse 13 says that at that time you ye were without Christ. He's talking to people before they knew Jesus. Being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise. In other words, we weren't born Jew. We didn't have a chance to be Jewish. And then he goes on to say, having no hope and with it without God in the world. But verse 13 says, But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometime were afar off are made nigh or have come close by the blood of Christ. And in verse 18 it says, For through him we have access by one Spirit unto the Father. He came into this world seeking to save the lost. You know, one of the saddest things that I've seen over the years is people that don't make it. Just recently, not too long ago, a young man out of our prison ministry overdosed on drugs. He was coming to church. I baptized him in Jesus' name. He walked away, and I believe he had intentions of coming back. But he started playing around, and he mixed some drinking with some pills, and he died. And we missed that one. I've seen people commit suicide. I've seen people uh, die terrible deaths. But it wasn't because God didn't want to save them. He did. But they played with the day of grace. You see, there's nobody so bad that God can't save them. But all of us someday will have our last chance. If you're driving tonight, it could be your last chance. It's really slick out there. Be really careful. Especially you that don't know God. Romans chapter 5 and verse 6 says this, For when we were without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, Yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. 
But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He came to die for sinners. That's why he came. That's the reason that Jesus came here. He came to save us. Now, there's a whole bunch of reasons for church's existence. But the number one reason is for us to reach the lost. Certainly, once we reach the lost, we've got to equip them so they can reach the lost. You know, this, um, you know, so I mean, it's not just about, you know, every service, you know, I mean, you never know what's going to happen in a Pentecostal church. You never know who's going to show up. We've had drunk people show up in church. And, you know, certainly we've got to keep order, and certainly they can't just take over the service. I get that. But if they're drunk and they can hear the preaching of the gospel, I'm glad they're there. Yeah, it might mess up my little program, but I'm telling you, my little program has got to fit into his big program. The big program is that Jesus Christ came to save sinners. You know, um, I'll tell you what's sad, is there are churches that don't know what to do with sinners. One of my friends that's listening tonight, Brother Jones, told me a story. When he was so hungry for God, he went to a church, and the people, he cried through the service, the people filed out. Even the pastor tried to, didn't know what to do to help him. And he just sat there and cried. He was looking for God, but nobody knew what to do to help him. You know, this, this, um, you know, I've got a, a lady named Morgan texting me tonight. She said, I'm so very thankful he believes in lost causes. He doesn't care where you are from or what you've done or what you've tried to do or he, or that you've tried to do it all on your own. I am thankful that when we finally decide to surrender and let him in, he is there waiting with open arms. That's so true. That is so true. You know, this this idea, you know, let me just tell you something. You people that think Pentecostal people are a bunch of Pharisees, and you think that we think we're better than everybody else, I don't know where you came up with that. That must be your own guilty conscience telling you this. There's nobody in our church that thinks they're better than you are. How could we think we're better than you are than we're, when there are people in our church that used to live just the same way you're living? There but for the grace of God go I. My pastor used to say, who grew up pretty much living for God all of his life, he said, within me dwells every evil. I could be the worst person that ever lived without the grace of God in my life. You know, maybe once in a while you're going to run into some kind of weirdo at our church that really do, does think they're better than everybody else. I don't, Maybe. But most of us, I think I could speak for the people here in our Dickinson church, we don't look at anybody like that way. Like we look at people like, that's the way I used to act before I came to God. That's the way I used to think before I knew this truth. You know, Paul said he saved me to prove he can save anybody. 
And I believe that. I really believe that. But I want to tell you tonight, don't play games with God's mercy. He believes in lost causes. But don't play games with his mercy. You know, um, when, when you hear a message like I'm telling you, that he is with open arms waiting to forgive you if you come to him in true godly sorrow. Now, you're not sorry because you're in jail. You're not sorry because you've ruined your life or your loved one's lives. No, you're sorry to God because you've ignored him all your life. That's godly sorrow. And when you come to God with godly sorrow, he will be waiting with open arms. There is joy in heaven, the Bible says, over one sinner that repents. I mean, he, God loves giving mercy to people. But I'm going to tell you what you don't want to do is you don't want to play games with this. You know, yeah, I know God will forgive me, and I know God loves me, but I'm just going to keep on living like the devil. What is that saying to God? Thanks, but no thanks? Yeah, you know, thank you for dying for me, but I really don't care. That's kind of what Hebrews 10.29 is saying. It says, How much sorer punishment suppose ye shall he be thought of thought worthy who hath trodden under foot the Son of God, who hath counted the blood of the covenant, wherewith he was sanctified, an unholy thing, and hath done despite unto the Spirit of grace. In other words, you just spit back in Jesus' face and say, I don't care that you died for me. I don't care that you loved me. You see, he can save anybody. He loves you. He wants you. You haven't done anything so bad that he can't save you. But don't play games with this. I mean, you know, here again, I'm not trying to scare anybody, but the roads are so icy in Dickinson right now that it is very possible that I could be in an accident on my way home tonight. That's very possible. They're that slippery. Maybe I'll drive good, but one of one of the other, um, maybe it's a brand-new driver just driving along on their way home from Walmart, driving 30 miles an hour, and boom, they sideswipe me, and I'm dead. I don't want to play games with God's grace. That's not a game I want to play. I mean, I've lived for God now for all these years, for 42 years. I certainly don't want to die as a fool now. And neither do you. Isaiah 55, 6 says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. You know, that's, that's what, uh, you know, that's so important for us tonight. To, uh, to understand this. You're listening to the Tell It Like It Is show. Pastor Bob here. This is um, supposedly someday we'll be on podcast, this program. Probably not a real deep program, but it's just still important. He believes in lost causes. I'm, I'm reaching specifically for people that are listening tonight, maybe, that think that you've done something so bad that he can't save you. And that's ridiculous. He can save you. Paul said he saved me. Paul was a man that persecuted Christians. 
he got some people to even blaspheme. I don't know, maybe he was having their children tortured in front of him. I don't know. Paul was a bad guy before he came to Jesus. He didn't know what he was doing, but he was still a bad guy. And, um, you know, and he said he saved me to prove that he can save anybody. He said, because I was the worst of the worst. Tuesday night, this week, we're not having our beach service, so a Tuesday night, 730-501 Elks Drive in Dickinson, Brother Joseph Conroy is the preacher. Wednesday night, 501 Elks Drive in Dickinson, Pastor Robert Simons is the preacher. That's Pastor Bob. Thursday night in Bowman, North Dakota, Brother Joseph Conroy is the preacher. That's on Main Street in Bowman, and um, and you, you can't miss it. There's a church there in a storefront, and they also have services on 1030 on Sunday mornings. This coming a week from today, we have our Sunday service at 10 o'clock, Sunday school, 11 o'clock, our worship service. Um, let me let me sing this little song before we close the program tonight. You pulled me from the garbage And you washed away my sin Filled me with your spirit You You There is none like you None beside you 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 alone are holy Alone are worthy You You're the one who made me, the one who saved me, you. And I love you, my God. You. And you have given me a family. And you have touched my heart and soul. I really, truly can't see why you ever loved me so. You, there is none like you, none beside you, you. You alone are holy, alone are worthy, you. You're the one who made me, the one who saved me, you. And I love you, my God. Oh, I love you, my God. You. Isaiah 55, 6. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. There's nobody that he can't save. But don't waste away your day of grace. Don't know why I'm saying it. Don't know why I'm stressing it. I'm not a spooky preacher, but it is possible. There's somebody listening to me tonight that this is your last chance. 
He can save anybody, but once you're dead, there's no saving. You can't pray anybody out of hell. You can't pray anybody out of being lost. Once they're dead, whichever way they died, that's the way it is. Lord Jesus, tonight I pray for our listening audience. God, I ask you, Lord, first of all, to encourage those that are discouraged, thinking that they've done something so bad that that you don't want them, that we don't want them. God, I pray that you help them realize that's a lie. And number two, God, I just pray that you bring an urgency to people that even though it's true that you can save anybody, that we can't play games with this. We just pray tonight in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name. Pastor Bob is the pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church and the fellow that runs this Tell It Like It Is radio show. Ending with a Bill Farron song called I'm Thankful. God bless you. Good, good night. Next week at 806 Mountain Time, another Tell It Like It Is. And I'm thankful for the faith you placed in me And that you are almighty Because when I'm weak, then I am made strong I'm thankful for the blood you shed for me When you died on Calvary Cause when I'm baptized, it removes all my wrong I'm thankful When salvation was so near So at those times you don't feel like Lifting your voice Remember that Jesus has purchased your choice The praises you offer can set captives free Because where Jesus is There will be liberty But if we do not praise you
From the immorality, nothing else could set me free. All the drugs that had me bound, so depressed I thought I'd drown. All the lies of rock and roll could never heal my wounded soul. But you filled me with your spirit, and I spoke with other tongues. You gave me power to be a witness and the power to overcome. That I can enter in into the holiest of holies, 'cause that's where you choose to dwell. Now the covenant is broken with eternal death and hell. So if we do not praise you, the rocks will cry out, and we owe so much more. So we'll stand up and shout. Somebody stand up. And I'm thankful for your grace. I'm thankful for the smile that you've put upon my face. And the least of all your mercies, I'm not worthy of today. So I lift my voice toward heaven so that you can hear me say that I'm thankful. Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio too. You can produce your program, or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app, or contact us through our website www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.